The only thing better than grinding all night for your side hustle is your roommate picking you up with Mickey D's breakfast. The perfect pickup deal. There's a deal for every morning at McDonald's. Right now, taste breakfast perfection when you get a warm and savory sausage McMuffin with egg for just $2.50. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal. I want to turn your attention to the book of 1 Kings 18 and verse 38. 1 Kings 18 Verse 38, going to speak a message, then the fire fell. How many know the fire needs to fall tonight? Amen. How many know we need the fire of God to fall in our sanctuaries again? How many know we need the fire of God to fall upon the people of God? Amen. How many know we need some fire to get some some going around here? Amen. The word of the Lord says right here in 1 Kings 18, verse 38, Then the fire of the Lord fell, and consumed the burnt sacrifice and the wood and the stones and the dust and licked up the water that was in the trench. I want to speak to you on then the fire fell. (coughs) Heavenly Father, we come before you, dear Lord, and we ask you, Lord, anoint me tonight, Lord, and I ask for your spirit to to flow in the sanctuary, Lord, and I ask you, Lord, to move upon those that are here, dear God. Lord, I ask you, Lord, that the fire of heaven will fall from here tonight, that your presence will come down in our midst, that you have your way, dear Father, Lord, in this sanctuary, that you'll anoint these lips to speak your word and anoint their ears to hear your word. Father, tonight we exalt you, dear Lord, and we lift you up, dear God, and we give you the glory dear God the praise and the honor in Jesus name we pray amen and amen anybody glad to be in church tonight anybody glad to know Jesus Christ this evening let's fall throughout the scripture we see fire is used many times for God's presence and power and then also it can be used for judgment but we're going to look tonight on the presence and power of fire being used in Leviticus 6 and 13 and God said that the fire shall ever be burning upon the altar and it shall never go out let's look God called Moses from a burning bush in Exodus chapter 3 verses 1 through 6 during the experiences of Gideon and the angel there arose fire out of the rock in Judges 6 and 21 when Solomon finished his prayer at the dedication of the temple Fire came down and consumed the sacrifice and the offerings in Second Chronicles 7 and 11. There was a pillar of fire who went before the children of Israel in Exodus 13, 21 and 22. Chariots and horses of fire appeared at the home going of Elijah in Second Kings 2 and 11. John the Baptist said Jesus would baptize with the Holy Ghost and with fire. In Matthew 3 and 11, uh, they were tongues like as a fire uh, on the day of Pentecost. Uh, the Bible says that his ministers uh, are as a flame of fire. So we see the theme of Scripture, uh, the fire found throughout the Word of God. Uh, and it brings me back to where we need to go tonight. Uh, there were Elijah right here when the fire fell on Mount Carmel. Uh, 
understand something right here. Elijah had a day when the fire needed to fall. Anybody know what I'm talking about? We're living in a day where the fire of God needs to fall. Amen? I'm telling you what's needed in this day is the fire of the Holy Spirit to fall in our sanctuaries again. What's needed in this day is from some heavenly fire to come down and get a hold of some of those that are frozen and set them aflame tonight. Amen? What's needed in this day just like in Elijah's day was the fire from heaven to fall. Amen? If there's anything that is lacking today, I'm telling you fire is the missing ingredient. And let me tell you the fire I'm not talking about isn't an earthly fire but a heavenly fire. I'm telling you even around here in this church there's some people that needs a fire lit to them. Amen? Around this community there's some fire that needs to happen. Amen? Even in our Pentecostal denominations there's some fire that needs to consume our churches again. Just like in Elijah's day we're in a day where we need the fire of God to fall in our midst. You see, they were a desperate need. When you see 1 Kings 18, Israel, the Israelites, <laughs> were backslidden on God. King Ahab was evil above all the rest before him. And he did more to provoke God to anger than all the kings before. Added to Ahab's wickedness didn't help the fact that he married Jezebel. Amen? If you'll notice, her spirit's found in the book of Revelation in the church. That controls spirit. She was who was trained in the heathen worship. She brought her own, had her own priest. Ahab had sold out to the heathen religion. The altar of the Lord was broken down and it was tore down. Can you can I tell you what was needed? They was needed the fire to fall. Do you see why the fire was fall? Can I tell you, sadly, just like ancient Israel's condition right here, the church condition is in the same day we've sold out. We are not, people are not hungry for a move of God. People are cold and indifferent. Lord, have mercy. We need the fire of God to fall again. We're worshiping idols. We bring things in that take the place of God in our life. Many have intermingled with a Jezebel. They have intermingled with the world. And what's needed now more than any day is the fire of God. Amen. Can I tell you? And I tell you right now as we go into this last days, can I tell you? We don't need no icebergs. We need some fire to fall. Amen. We don't need some popsicles. We need a church that's the flame and fire where the fire of God is falling in the mist. Amen. Some of you are asleep on me tonight. 
Go get me some fire and I'll light you up right here. Can I tell you tonight, we're living in a day now where you better make sure you're on fire because that spirit of the Antichrist is growing stronger and stronger every day. The church is coming under persecution. The world's growing more wicked by the day. Anybody here in Virginia? Last night they elected their first transgendered congressperson or whatever they want to call them to sit in office. First one in the land. And people are celebrating it. Calling her a she when he's really a he. Amen. I'm telling you, we need to fire God to fall. People are cold and indifferent on God. They've intermingled with the world. Can I tell you, a lot of people tonight are not where they need to be. Uh-oh. I'm, I'm going to look at camera because I hope some of them hear this. When you need to be in the house of God and you're somewhere you don't need to be, you need some fire to hit you tonight. Amen. Can I tell you how many we got here? 17. That's a shame. We should have 25 to 30 in here tonight. Can I tell you Sunday mornings, we should average 50. Amen? Can I get, what am I getting at? I'm telling you right now, if people's got better things to do, they got more important things to do, the things of God getting neglected. Can I tell you, but when you get some fire to fall, can I tell you what's going to happen? You're going to get excited about Jesus. Amen? You're going to get excited about him. Sadly, we've got too many that are intermingled in the world and they're frozen. Can I tell you, I'm about ready to say something. Those frozen chosen, when the trumpet blows, are going to be still sitting down in their, cool, in their cooler. Amen. Oh, we're in a desperate need for the fire of God to fall in our midst again. We're in a desperate need where we've got to have the fire to fall. The need of this hour is not programs. It's not activities. The need of this hour is for the fire of God to fall on his people. We need the fire of God to fall in our churches. Amen. I'm telling you, we're in, we're in the last days. That spirit of the Antichrist is growing stronger and stronger by the day. What you've seen happen in Texas, as tragedy it was, Jesus warned us that it would be like that. Do you know, they start, you know what people were saying? They were laughing. Hollywood was mocking prayer. Amen? They were. They were mocking prayer. Oh, people are saying, oh, it don't happen. Can I tell you, it ain't a time for us to get cold and slack. It's a time for the fire. If the church is going to make it in this last day, it's got a need of fire. Amen. It needs the fire to fall in our midst again. We can't just go by just going through the motions. Amen. We've got to have some fire to fall on our sanctuaries again. We can't intermingle in the world. You see, too many people think they were going to have a little bit of the world and a little bit of God. Can I tell you what the Bible tells us in 2 Corinthians 6 and 14? 
Amen. He says, be not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship has righteousness with unrighteousness? And what communion had light with darkness? Can I tell you tonight? Can I tell you? God wants the church to be the church. He don't want it to be a nightclub. Amen. God wants the church to be the church. He don't want it to be an entertainment center. God wants the church to be the church. He don't want it looking like the world. Amen. Can I tell you tonight, when they walk by here, when they come by here, they ought to feel the fire of God. There's something that's going on down on Clear Ridge Road. There's something that's moving in our midst. There's something different about them people. Amen. The need of this hour is just like Elijah's day. The fire to fall. I remember a time. I can't be still tonight. I remember a time when they lined up for churches. Amen. I remember a time when you had week-long revivals. I remember a time when I had a drug problem. I got drugged to church. Amen. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Even if I didn't want to go, I had somebody going to grab me and go. I thought it would be less painful if I just went on and worked my way out from there. I remember a time when people would have it on the markers. His house of God time. I remember a time when everybody would center everything around the things of God. But now they want God to center around them. And we want to know why the fire ain't falling. We want to know why they're frozen. Because I'm telling you, they ain't, their son ain't had fire hit them in a long time. If you need some fire to hit you, get up here. Maybe some of this fire on me tonight will get on you. Amen? I remember a time when the fire would fall in the church of God's. I remember how it was. Being the mean church of God brat that I was. I'm not going to deny the fact, but I'm telling you I'm a testimony of the grace of God too. I'm a testimony of the work of the cross. Listen, I remember a time they'd get started. I could tell you when it was going to happen. I could look at her and I could see that look coming. And I knew then, here it goes. There's a couple more in that church I could tell when it was going to happen. You'd start seeing a Something like this going, you know it was getting ready to break loose. Anybody know what I'm talking about? There's certain ones you can watch when it happens. You know something's getting ready to break loose. And I'm telling you, it would break loose. It would be 10, 11, 12 o'clock at night. And I'd be thinking, I got to get home. Well, maybe I can use this. I was up too late not to have to go to school tomorrow. Oh, what I'm telling you right now. Anybody remember what I'm talking about? When we'd get lost, the churches would get lost in the presence of God. They wouldn't look at the timetable. Oh God let the fire of Pentecost fall on us. The need of this hour is for the flame to fall again. For the fire of the Holy Spirit to come in. It's a need. Amen. It's needed. You hear. It'll bring me to my next point. But if the church is going to make it here in this last day the fire must fall. Amen. The fire must fall. I'll get there here in a minute. But people think we go through the motion. Some people don't even know what church is about. 
Amen. Here comes bad Jimmy. Anybody want to see bad Jimmy? They think coming to church is just sitting down, listen to the preacher jump on them a little bit, listen to him act like the Energizer Bunny, go through the motion. Some of them don't even have an Energizer Bunny. They just got someone that stands still. I can't be still. I know they'll teach you that in in theology class, the appropriate ways to stand still. But let me tell you, when you get a dose of some fire, you can't be still. You see, some people think just going to church is going through emotion. Let me tell you what I know when you go to church. I don't come to go through emotion. I come to experience God. Anybody else know what I'm talking about? I come to experience his presence. That's what is needed. We need the fire of God to fall in our midst again. If this world is going to have a chance, the fire of God must fall in the house of God. Your sons and daughters have a hope. It's got to start in the house of God. Did you hear me? I ain't going to back off of that. It ain't going to start in the world. It's got to start in the house of God. It must start with you. Some of you need to say, I need the fire of God to fall on me again. I need the fire of God to hit me tonight. My Lord, I need the fire of God to hit tonight. They don't see it as a need no more. Most people don't see it as a need. You know what most people are happy in? Going in here, getting out, and leaving. We'll go through our hour and a half, and we'll get out of here. That ain't no good. We need the fire of God again. It ain't programs that's going to make a difference. It ain't platforms. It ain't step by steps. But it's going to be the fire of God. You see what this world needs today. How many know this world's an upside down? How many know this world's in chaos? Well, it needs some Elijahs today to stand up to the world's Ahabs and Jezebels. I'm going to ask you something. It was Elijah. Who stood up for God, wasn't it? We know. I'm going to ask the question. We know God told him he had 7,000 more. But I'm going to ask where were them 7,000 at? You ever thought about it? We need some Elijahs to stand up. We need a church that says I'm going to stand up. Amen. Amen. We got some Ahabs and some Jezebels out here. Amen. It was one man who challenged Ahab Jezebel and the 850 false prophets. Wasn't it? It was just him against the rest of them. Amen. Some of you are asleep on me tonight. Some of you don't get it. I'm going to say I may be. Some of you are like the rest of the 7,000. Not showing up. Did I just did I just say that? I just said that. <laughs> Do you hear me? They was God had seven thousand, but where were they? It was one man stood up against the rest of them. All God needed was one man, by the way. Amen. He's still God. God's looking for some Elijahs in this day. You know what? I'm I'm convinced. There'll be people say, I don't want to go to church now because I don't want to get shot. 
Well, you can get shot going down the road. Amen? If I think of a better place to get shot at, it'd be in the pulpit. I've always said if I got to die somewhere like that, let it be up here where I'm preaching, where I can finish my message in the portals of glory. Anybody know what I'm saying? Some people say, you're crazy, preacher. I can't think of a better place to be. They come in here. That anointing will be a flowing. Here, my big boy. You can hit this target here. <laughs> no. But people don't, there'll be those who will try to coward in fear instead of stand up to the culture of the Ahabs and the Jezebels. God help us when the fire falls on you. You ain't going to back down whether there's 850 or whether there's 10,000 of them. You hear me? Elijah stood up to him. There was a man of God. Yeah, he had, he had a little problem. You know, he, the Lord had to remind him later on. But you know what? He stood up. He was the one that was there to confront these false prophets. God, give us some Elijahs in these days. Give us somebody that's going to stand up to the spirit of the Antichrist. Amen? How many know if they have their way, they would shut us down? A year ago today, I believe, the church made a choice. It stood up the elections of last year. I'm telling you, if the other one would have got into it to be president, I will not back off his statement. They would already shut us up. I will not back off that statement because I know it was coming under that. Listen, it ain't time for us to back up. The Antichrist, that spirit would have us to shut up. But let me tell you, when the fire of God gets on you, you ain't going to shut up. You're going to put it up. Amen? You're going to put it out and you're going to speak it out. Amen? God, help us the need of this hour in a land where the spirit of the end of the world, where it's like no other world, in a world of perilous times, in a world of the days of Noah, in a world as we approach the coming of the Lord and the days grow wicked and wickeder, the church needs the fire of God to fall in our midst again. It's a need. It's essential for the fire to fall. Can I tell you, Baal's prophets prayed and prayed. They cut their self. <laughs> like the stooges they were. You see them up there, they cut their self. You know, they cut their self. They prayed and prayed. But guess what? Baal wasn't going to answer that day, was it? Who was going to answer? Jehovah was going to answer that day. You see, they frankly to my second the fire must fall. Amen? I'm going to get you something here in a minute. It was crucial. It was necessary. The remedy upon Mount Carmel was the fire to fall. It was the only hope for the nation of Israel was the fire of God to fall. If the fire of God did not fall, the nation of Israel would be in a mess. Amen? Can I tell you tonight, that's what was at stake. Can I tell you what's needed in your household tonight is the fire of God to fall. Can I tell you what's needed in our church world is the fire of God to fall. Amen. Can I tell you vain religion going through the motions ain't good enough. We need the fire of God to fall. It is.
is a shame. I'm going to hit Pentecostal denominations because I'm Pentecostal. I'm Church of God. I'm credentialed in the Church of God. But I'm going to say this. I'll, I can speak against them, some, say against it because I'm part of it, even if I wouldn't know it. <laughs> but it is a shame that we've got people that sit on our pews that grow up in our churches that don't know what Pentecost is that don't know what the fire of God is. Amen? Amen? These kids in here need to know Pentecost. They're not the church of, they're, yes, they're the church of the morning, but they're the church of the day also. They need, they need to know Pentecost. But it's a crying shame when we got them that some, even in those that's got Pentecostal on their doors, don't even know what it's like to have a tongues and interpretation. Don't know what it's like to see divine healing manifest in their midst. Amen? Oh, I know some of the other denominations, they've got it in their creeds. They don't believe in it. And I think to myself, oh, well, gracious, you throw half the Bible out. But I'm talking about our own that don't know what it's like for the fire to hit in our sanctuaries anymore. Amen. I'm going to tell you, we're blessed that we got the Spirit of God coming in here. That we can get some prayers through around here. But there's many Pentecostal churches that don't know what it's like for the fire to fall anymore. There's many that's growing up that's more like the other main lines that no longer believe in it anymore. It's a crying shame. But the need of this hour, if the church is going to survive, it must have the power and the fire of the Holy Ghost to fall in the mist. I told you I'm on it tonight. We're facing a Goliath out there. Amen. We got to have the fire. First Samuel 17 and 46, David told Goliath, he said he was going to kill him, that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. You know, David, before he even went up against Goliath, he said, I'm going to kill that giant. Some of you need to quit speaking death and start speaking life. Some of you need to start speaking defeat and start speaking life. Can I tell you, I'm going to speak some fire in here tonight. Amen. I'm going to speak some live wires. Can anybody in here want to be a live wire tonight where there's some fire running through tonight? Can I tell you, when the fire falls, I think about Hezekiah when he prayed for deliverance from that God-defying general. Guess what? That night, an angel of the Lord slew a hundred and eight. 85,000 men. Don't tell me he can't scare. One angel can't wipe out ISIS tonight. Amen. Elijah prayed 63 words and the fire fell. It had to fall. It was a must. It was a need. He prayed and guess what? The fire fell from heaven. You see, can I tell you tonight, when the church gets serious, when we repair the altar of the Lord, the fire of God will fall in our midst. The fire will fall where you won't fire. Amen? It ain't going to fall where it's not wanted. How many know the Lord will let it rain where it wants, who wants to rain? But if they don't want the rain, guess what? They're going to be dry, 
dead up land. But if you want the rain to fall, he'll pour it on you. Anybody believe that tonight? I want the snow to come. I'm behind the pulpit when I said that. <laughs> it's coming. Oh, we need the fire to fall. I had to get that little humor in there. You see, the, Elijah needed the fire. He repaired the altar, and guess what there? Fell. Fire fell on Mount Carmel. It fell on the dedication of the temple in 2 Chronicles chapter 7, 1 through 3. How many know fire fell on Pentecost? In Acts chapter 2, beginning in verse 1, read it. Cloven tongues as a fire. Faith, fire will fall when Christians exercise their faith. I'm going to just say this. You hear what I'm about to tell you. I read this and this makes sense. Believers are pygmies in faith. If you don't know what pygmies are, they're a small tribe. They're small. But they're giants in wishing. Too many people want to wish, but how many people want to believe for the fire to fall? Woo! Amen! How many get people wishes? I wish all day. I want to use me for a reason here tonight. I tell you, I pray for snow. Well, if I don't put my shovel out there, that ain't no good if I pray for it, amen. But if I put my shovel out there, guess what I'm looking for? I'm looking for it. Amen. Maybe I need to put that snowblower out there this year. Wouldn't it just ask? <laughs> no, it's like the old saying. It was a, there was a drought going on in the day, and a man would have been praying for rain. And his friend come by saying, let's go to town. It was a clear day. The man who'd been praying for rain picked up his umbrella. On a clear day, and his friend asked him, why are you carrying your umbrella? It's clear. He said, because I asked God for rain. Amen? Amen? We got too many people wishing and not, not enough people believing. Amen? There's a difference than wishing and believing. By the way, look it up. I wish, I wish, I wish. I don't wish. I'm a believer. Anybody know that? Amen. Amen. I'm a believer. Some of you need to start believing for the fire to fall in your house. Some of you need to start believing for fire to fall in the church. Some of you need to start believing for fire, wherever you go, the fire of God falls. Amen. Amen. I'm telling you. If you start believing, I'm telling you, you start looking, God's going to do it. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 7, verse 7 and 8, he says, ask and you shall what? Receive. He says, seek and you shall what? Find. Knock and it shall be what? Open. What does he say? What are you saying there? I'm telling you right now, it's when we begin to ask, seek, and knock. Can I tell you the fire of God will fill our midst? Amen. When we begin to cry out to God and we begin to believe God. I wish people would believe God as much as they did the world. Amen. I wish people would believe God as much as they did their doctor, right? I wish people would believe God as much as they did the bad news, right? Can I tell you tonight? I'm convinced that 
said, if you ask, you shall receive. Amen. I'm convinced if you shall seek, you shall what? Find. And I'm convinced if you knock, it shall be what? Opened. Quit wishing and start acting. Amen. See, a lot of people think faith is just a word. It's an action word. Let me give you an example. David. He could have said all day, I believe I'd have killed that giant, but if he had never went up to that giant, what good would it have been? It had just been words. But David said, I know I can kill that giant. Guess who he went and confronted? He, he put his faith into what? Action. Amen. He wasn't wishing. He was believing. I wonder how many people wish they could have killed that giant that day. Amen. Seriously. I wonder how many thoughts it went through their head. You know how us men are sometimes. I'll get on to men. Ladies, I'll get y'all one other night. I got something good coming. <laughs> you know how us men are sometimes. Well, I've been there. How'd I done this? I wonder how many. I know there's all hiding, but I wonder how many was talking that day in Saul's army. Ah, I'd take him. But they ain't but one that put the words into action. They ain't but one that went up and said, I'm going to fight you. They ain't but one that went up and looked that giant in the eyes and said, you're coming down. Name but one that went up there and said, you come with me with a spear and a sword and a shield, I, but I come to you in the name of the Lord. You see the difference? David put, he had faith. He believed. He put it in the action. He wasn't wishing. He was a doing. There's your difference. People want to wish. We wish upon a star. I ain't wishing. I'm a believing. Amen. When I ask for two feet of snow, I'm believing for it. I'll get stoned yet. Amen. I'm trying to see how many I could put, get wound up in here. But no, what are you getting at? I'm telling you, if you want to... If you're going to wish, you'll just sit there talking about it. But if you're going to believe, you're going to put it in the action. Amen? See, that's the big difference. Just sitting there wishing, you're just talking about it. But when you're believing, you're going into action with it. Amen? You see, can I tell you that fire will fall also when God's people refuse to compromise. Anybody ever heard that say, you've got to give a little? I don't have to give a little nothing. I don't want a little victory. I want the whole victory. And by the way, if you try to compromise with the devil, you're already lost. You can't compromise. You can't give an inch to him. Well, I just got to compromise. Got to give a little. Well, there's your defeat right there. Because God never told us that we had to compromise. God told us we was victorious, didn't he? God told us. He don't give partials. I want to just say this. You hear me right now. You hear what I'm about to tell you, and I'll stand on the Word of God. God don't give partial victories. He gives full victories. Did you hear me? He ain't looking for a partial. He's looking for, he's going to give you a, a full victory right then and there. I believe that. Amen. You see, but people are compromising. We want to compromise with the world. But let me tell you, before all the enemies of God, Elijah stood his ground. We can, the church can't compromise. 
Did you hear me? Some of these preachers that's getting on these big name preachers that's getting on these talk shows and voids the question about homosexuality and abortion. Then they come around and say, we just wanted to get around that. We just wanted to avoid it. Can I tell you, God's not behind that. God wants a yea or a nay. Amen. He wants you to call it like it is. It don't matter if it hurts their feelings or not. It don't matter if Hollywood's looking. I'm not looking for Hollywood's abortion. Can I tell the view tonight? Abortion is sin. Amen. Can I tell Rick Warren that homosexuality is an abomination before God tonight? That's how it has to go. God's people can't compromise for the sake of trying to fit in. Can I have a little bit longer tonight? I know I'm already about 35 minutes, but you don't have me next Wednesday. So listen, we've got too many people that want to compromise. Oh, we want them. We want the world to like us. I don't want the world to like me. Because if they're liking me, I'm not doing my job. I want them they hate me because if they hate me, I'm getting his approval. Amen. The world should not like the church. Woo. Amen. If you're a friend of the world, then you're an enemy with God. We want to compromise. Elijah wouldn't compromise. Amen. David would not compromise, right? Paul would not compromise. Jesus would not compromise. But we got too many. I'm going to hit this movement. It's called seeker sensitive. We want everybody to feel so good when they come in. Here's what's going on. We got too many churches that are compromised. It's called the seeker sensitive movement. That means if the cross offends them, take it down. If the blood offends them, don't preach on it and surely don't sing on it. Don't even mention repentance because we want them to feel good. I want them to have a shot. I want them to feel welcome, but I want them to feel convicted. Amen. Amen. This is a hospital. Anybody know you don't feel good when you go to a hospital? Amen. But we got too many that want to compromise. And we want to know why the fire ain't a falling. We're compromising for the sake of numbers. We got too many preachers that want to fill up the numbers and not get the, their church to make their self look good instead of filling up the kingdom of God. Can I tell you, so what if you got a church of 10,000? If 99% of them's going to hell, you've got a problem. Amen. I'm more worried about pulling them out of the flame than I'm worried about kissing them in there. Amen. But we got too many that want to compromise. We got too many that want to compromise. And God's saying, don't compromise. But you got to stand your ground. Daniel purpose in his heart. Anybody know? Hinder under Babylonian captivity. Daniel said he wasn't rude or anything, but he said, I'm purposing in my heart, I'm not defiling myself. Right here. He said, I'm not compromising with this Babylonian, heathen, religious stuff. I serve the Lord. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego would not compromise. Even though 
it caused them to be thrown into a fiery furnace. Amen. I'm going to tell you right now. You hear what I'm about to tell you before I move on real quick. You've got to have your mind made up that I'm going to serve the Lord whether it costs me my life. Did you hear me? You better have your mind made up where they come in here shooting. I'm going to and say, will you deny Jesus? You better say, I'm going to stand for Jesus. Amen. Amen. We better get it in our mind. Because I'm telling you, people don't believe it right now. Persecution of the church is here in America. Now, it's not only overseas, but it's arrived here. Daniel said, I'm not purposed. I'm purposed in my heart that I'm going to serve the Lord. I'm not dividing myself. Can I tell you when the church says I'm going to purpose in their heart? And fire will fall when holiness is not only professed, but it is lived. It's one thing to say you believe in it. It's another thing to live it. Romans 12 and 1, Paul said it like this. Present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto the Lord, which is your reasonable service. He told you to present your body. Did you hear me? He said, present your body. 1 Peter 1 and 16 says, Because it is written, Be ye holy, for I am holy. Titus chapter 2 verse 12, Teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. Right there you go. Can I tell you when the church becomes the church, and gets hungry for God, the fire will fall. Everyone standing in here, who tonight would say, I want the fire to fall. I want the fire of God. It needs to fall. It must fall, and it will fall. Who's going to say, here am I? I want the fire tonight. Don't you hold back. If you don't want the fire, stay where you're at. But if you want the fire, you get up here tonight. You get a hold of God and say, here am I. I'm presenting myself before you. I'm not compromising. I'm standing my ground. I want the fire of God to fall. I want the fire to fall from heaven. The fire must fall tonight. Hi, I'm Flo from Progressive. Being a baseball fanatic like me can be stressful. It's not all sports points and touchdowns. So Progressive is going to help you take your mind off your team for a moment. Instead of thinking about how they missed that goal point score, think about the Name Your Price tool from Progressive letting you choose coverage options based on your budget. Unlike your team that missed the end zone net area. Well, anyway, hope this distraction about Progressive's Name Your Price tool was helpful. It sure kept me from thinking about all those penalty balls. Yay, sports! Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.